BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited, with your hosts, Morgan Adsit and Rocco DeSangro. Welcome back into a brand new episode of The Flock on Fox 45, presented by Sports Unlimited. Rocco DeSangro and Michael Jaffe joining you here on a Friday in Baltimore. Morgan Adsit, she has the day off. Must be nice to be off on a Friday. I envy her for that. Now, all jokes aside, uh, Morgan and I will be back next week with another pre-draft podcast talking Ravens, and then we'll be giving you coverage all next week um, at their you know, everything they're doing as far as that goes. So it's a big week next week, and it's one of the most anticipated drafts, I would say, Jaffe, in recent years for this football team because of the uncertainty of the quarterback position with Lamar Jackson, and we're still unsure what is going to happen with him long term. As much as they tried to deflect during the pre-draft news conference, this draft is all about Lamar. It doesn't matter who they take as long as there's no trade, who knows? I mean, that could happen. Draft day with Lamar, that is going to be a buzz. It's going to be what people are going to be thinking about all first round. That could it happen? Will it happen? And if it does happen, who do they get back? Or it's going to be they're hanging on to him. Are they going to build around him even though his future is uncertain? Yeah, I completely agree with that. And with Lamar, he did request a trade on March 2nd. Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh have both said time and time and time again, this guy's our quarterback. We love Lamar. That's been used a lot. Lamar is our guy. That's been used a lot. A lot of the same terms, but it's the same thing they're trying to say. Like, we want Lamar Jackson to be our quarterback for this season, for next season, and for the future. But this is a case of both sides wanting to play ball, or as Eric DaCosta said before, takes two to tango. And right now, seems like only... One side may want to play ball. I'm not in the meetings. You're not in the meetings. We, we don't really know, but it seems like from the outside perspective and looking in that one side has a number in mind and the other side doesn't want to budge. And maybe the other side, they're, they're sliding that number a little bit one way or the other, but the other side does not want to budge. And there's really seems like there's no leeway there. Well, Jalen Hurts certainly made it a lot easier and more transparent, accidentally, if you will, with his $51 million a year. Is that right? 50-some-odd million dollars a year. But he didn't get the guaranteed money. Has he been in the league as long as Lamar? No. Has he put up the numbers Lamar has? Not exactly, but it's sure trending that way. And it's showing just how important that position is at least to the Eagles, and you know the Ravens feel similarly about it. Yeah, I agree. He got, Hertz got a five-year deal, uh, $255 million, and his contract was not fully guaranteed. And I'll, I'll say this about Jalen Hurts. He just took his team to the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson hasn't. And that doesn't mean Lamar's not as talented or if not more talented than Jalen Hurts. 
I've seen people argue that, oh, Hurts has so much more talent around him. Okay, that that's true. But you look at these two together, and it's like one took their team to the Super Bowl, one did not. One played this season, for the most part, healthy. The other did not. Now we're going to have to wait and see what the Bengals kind of do with Joe Burrow. Does Joe Burrow get fully guaranteed money? I would think probably not. I'm not sure if that's what you're thinking as well. But Joe Burrow also took his team to the Super Bowl in the same division as the Baltimore Ravens. Not only that, at some point you have to wonder, these quarterbacks are young enough. Lamar is about their same age, even though he's been in the league longer. God bless he could. You. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sneeze. I'm going to hold this sneeze. one in. I know. You ruined it. it just, then, man. Yeah. Is that they know these five-year deals, they're probably going to get mostly every penny outside of whatever performance bonuses they don't hit. They're young enough that and talented enough that the teams that they are signing on for, the Eagles would be dumb to cut him, even if it's just to save some money. Right. It makes absolutely no sense. Or they get to a point where, okay, you know what? You're making a little too much money that we don't have the roster flexibility. So let's restructure this contract and you're going to get more guaranteed money. You're giving both sides a little bit of flexibility there. That there's no reason if you don't take all the guaranteed that you can't restructure that down the road to say, hey, I'm prioritizing Super Bowls and cash. The team and I are on the same page. Now I'm going to get paid and we can go out and get another receiver or a tight end or beef up that offensive line. This, Jaffe, is what having an agent gets you. And Lamar had came out and said publicly that on Twitter, hey, I negotiated for myself and I, I got this I got this amount. I, I think it was somewhere along the lines of $133 million is what he got offered, and he didn't really specify who that was from or, or what that was from, if it was from the Ravens or, or another team was looking to do that. I mean, I would assume it's from the Ravens. That was on the table, but he didn't end up taking that. So an agent can get you this kind of money. An agent can tell you, hey, they're going to play ball here, but you're you're not going to get this or you're not going to get this much guaranteed or you are going to get this much guaranteed, Um but your, your salary is going to be down a little bit. And I saw, I, I, I believe it was Josina Anderson, could have been someone else. I, I was reading an article, and it said, Lamar Jackson could easily take a shorter-term deal along the lines of a Kirk Cousins deal, where it is fully guaranteed, but it's not that kind of money, Deshaun Watson money, which we may never see happen in the NFL again. Mm-hmm. Getting that type of money fully guaranteed on the table. And, and Charles Barkley, he kind of said it best. He was like, Lamar, you're playing with fire, my man. He's like, these guys are billionaires. They're not going to let you mess up their business model. And people can agree or disagree with Charles Barkley. He's very outspoken. I love Chuck. I love him. Because, I mean, NBA on TNT, that inside the NBA, that's my favorite show. It's yeah, comedy. Those guys love their jobs, but they have fun. But they've also been around the block before. They've also played at the highest level. They know how this business works. Maybe not the NFL, but the NBA and, and sports as a whole. And it's very similar in that aspect as far as like, hey, I'm not going to give you this much money. I don't want to invest this much money into you fully guaranteed if something happens three, four, five years from now and we're sitting there like, what are we doing? This hurt our franchise. Right. And you you bring up the agent factor. You Not just that. Having an agent allows 
you to enjoy your off season. If you're negotiating for yourself or you have someone in your family negotiating for yourself, you want to take a vacation. You can just say, look, I don't want to be bugged with this. Handle it. You don't want to answer the call because you you're going to snap at them and just yell, give me my money. You know, and you want to cool down. Your agent's going to handle it. No well, big not, deal. Not only that, man, an agent in getting one, they're going to go negotiate more money for you because they get paid a percentage of whatever you're making. So they're always going to look to get you as much money as humanly possible in a, in a realistic aspect. And not, not only that, I think I can't remember who was saying there have just been multiple talking points about how much money Lamar Jackson has left on the table in terms of endorsements by not having an agent going out and finding you know, these types of commercials that you see you know, a Jalen Hurts in every once in a while. I think that Lamar right now, he is losing money every day that he doesn't get a deal done. And I hate that for him. Because I, you know, I'm not allowed to be biased as a reporter, but I like Lamar Jackson. I, I don't think he's a bad dude. I think he's a heck of a talent, a generational talent when he's healthy. But the downfall is the last two seasons, he's not finished out because he has not been healthy. And that's tough. That's a tough look. The only way he's going to get it all guaranteed is if he goes out and has another unanimous MVP year. They yeah. may not win the Super Bowl, but that's the only way some team out there some might team, be yes. willing to do it. Yes. It might not be the Ravens. I don't think it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens giving him but a even fully then, guaranteed contract. That's just not how they work and What operate. are the odds of anyone in the NFL going out and being unanimous MVP for a second time in their career? You're, you're talking like Shohei Otani, Aaron yeah. Judge-style year in football, which is essentially 2018 Lamar repeating himself. No, and I, I completely agree. And Lamar doesn't seem like the type of guy to sit out the no. entire, I mean, first of all, if he sat out the entire season, you'll start to lose money. But even sitting out a game or two, he just does mm -hmm. not seem like the type of guy to say, you know, I'm not going to play because there's too much money on the table or there's too little no. money on the table. I feel like this dude just loves the game of football and he loves to play and he loves to be out there and he loves to win. Despite what people may think, despite what people may say, uh, you know, it's... Lamar Jackson loves the game of football, and I feel like he truly does enjoy playing here in Baltimore. So to continue to be playing here in Baltimore, maybe the Ravens said this. Maybe they kind of extended the olive branch, get a little cliche here, and they said, hey, man, we're going to overpay for Odell Beckham Jr. We're going to give him a $15 million contract because we know that you want him here because there was a report as well that was, okay, Lamar wants to play with OBJ. DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know how true. I mean, I would want to play with OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he demanded that. I don't know if he even said that, but that was a report. And you, you got to really, this time of year, man, you got to be careful with what you read and who it's from, where it's coming from. But if, if that is the case and Lamar wants to play with OBJ, he wants to play with DeAndre Hopkins, they got you OBJ. At least on social media, the two seem excited to be able to play with each other this year. But you I, never know. I never right. try to read in too much to what Lamar's saying on social media because he, he likes to, he, he kind of likes to troll a little bit. Like you said, we're going to find out the first week of training camp, the first week of mandatory workouts. That's when we're really going to find out where things stand as long as he's still on the team at that yeah, point. Yeah, we're not going to do the whole voluntary OTAs. Like, yeah, there's going to be some overreaction if he doesn't show up, just like there was last year. But he ended up showing up to training camp when it mattered. And yeah. he played. He reported. It's like, I, I'm i not, you know, it could be different this year, man. It could be. 
and if you look ahead towards the draft, it doesn't make sense for anyone to pull the trigger for less than three first round picks because of the franchise tag. Why would you do that? And then say you're the Colts who are rumored to want a quarterback in the draft and likely to pick one. Why would you give up your current That's, draft pick, your top five draft pick for Lamar Jackson when you know if you sign him, you you can just wait until after the drafting. Who knows? Maybe you're a contender with him. Well, if he does want this Watson money, the type of guarantee money, if you're a team and you're signing him to an offer sheet, not only are you risking giving him that money, which is a lot of money mm-hmm. to be giving anyone, you're also risking giving up your first-round draft pick for this upcoming draft or if you take care of it after the draft, next year's draft and the draft after that. That's yeah. that's two first-round picks. That's insane money going forward. And you could be in a hole like if it doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I feel like there were teams that were like, we don't want to do this. We're not pursuing him right now. It's not because he's not a talented guy. It's because of everything you'd have to give up. It, it, it is. I think every team would love to have him. You just can't give up three first-round draft picks and then that contract, which is supposedly what it would take to get him. Yeah, upwards of Deshaun Watson's $230 million contract. That yeah. That's what he signed for, fully guaranteed. Hertz got 255 he got 179.3 mil of that guaranteed. And that's a lot of money. Like, if I'm Lamar, I'm going back and saying, hey, listen, I'll take that. I'll take a little more than that. Makes me the highest paid, just make me the highest paid quarterback in the league right now. Yep. Or you go back and say, hey, I want a deal for this long. I still get a big chunk of cash, and then we can renegotiate in a few years. Yep. And if you're the Ravens, that that's a good deal for you. But also at the same time, I, I've said it before on previous episodes, you can go the guaranteed route, and yes, it's a lot of money, and and you might lose out on some cash, but it helps you with your roster building down the line too. The more you pay up front, the more you have for the players around them. I think right now, healthy wise, all right. If my phone wants to stop going off, these are all Twitter notifications. I'm not the most popular person in the world, so. They're not text messages, people. I don't really get them on a daily basis. It's part of the job. It's, He's got to be plugged in. It's There's part of the job, yeah. Sometimes trying to figure happens. out some updates. No, but, you know, on a real note, it's with the Ravens, the roster's really coming together. They have some pieces they really have to, you know, plug in. Calais Campbell's gone. That leaves a hole on the defensive line. And that that run stopper that you really need, just like that, a big body filling the gap, but you get Michael Pierce back. You get Michael Pierce back healthy. You have some young guys. You got Travis Jones. You got Broderick Washington. You got some healthy edge rushers on the outside. Edge is still a need for the Ravens, but it will be very interesting to see what they do in the draft, and then we'll really get a nice broad view of of what this team looks like afterwards and how this roster really shapes out. I think there's a chance, I mean, there definitely is that they trade back. It's a possibility. DaCosta is hungry. He's foaming at the mouth for more draft picks. Like, you can see him. 
He was the one yeah. the one press conference. <laughs> yeah. He was drenched in sweat because uh, he just got done like a Peloton workout or dude, something. We, we've done it with this five one, as a franchise. He's locked but, in. Yeah. He's laser focused. He's focused on the task at hand. He lives for this stuff, man, drafting. And he's like, yeah. he's sitting there. He's looking at his hand. He's like, one, two, three, four, five. That's how many picks I have on one hand. You can count them. He's like, I'm not used to that. He's like, let's get a few more. Well, what? what last year they certainly got a few more on dra- <laughs> yeah. around the night around really one. That was, I really think it worked wow. out for them. I mean, it's 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 going to be tough to tell after one year, but Kyle Hamilton looks like he could be really really good in this league. And Tyler Linderbaum, I mean, that fit was seamless. I I don't think enough people talk about that draft pick, Linderbaum or, or Hamilton? yeah, Lin- Linderbaum. Well, because offensive linemen don't get the love they're they not you don't know. but you are essentially for lack of a better word you're the quarterback of that offensive line everyone's looking for you to call out those protections and for the most part you know, the quarterbacks were pretty well protected there were not many blown assignments on the offensive line were they as good as they could have been absolutely not but i didn't see many instances if at all you know, a tackle or a guard going for an outside man when they should have gone inside or going inside when they should have held outside. It, it, that, that The offensive line was a cohesive unit, at least for most of the season, even with all the changing parts and injuries. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, let's get into draft. Let's talk first round. The Ravens have the 22nd overall pick. That is one of their five draft picks in the 2023 draft. Uh, it's, it's next Thursday. We're recording this on a Friday. The draft is less than a week away. It's crazy, man. It really sneaks up on you. But what do you think is their biggest need? See, it's, I mean, it's it's receiver or it's cornerback. But they just got Odell Beckham Jr. Right. But then you kind of factor in how good is he going to be this season? Who's going to throw him the ball? I I would say right now it would be receiver. Yeah. I, I think I think they, they should be taking a receiver at 22 unless – the best available cornerback, defensive back, not quarterback, cornerback, is there at twenty-two. I mean, the if the best available quarterback's there at twenty-two, you're gonna you're gonna probably take him. But um, I think I think right now it's you give Lamar or whoever is throwing the ball this season another weapon. Um, let Todd Munkin cook a little bit. You saw what he did at Georgia with Stetson Bennett. I'm sorry, but. I could be very wrong about Stetson Bennett, but I don't see his game being phenomenal in the NFL like it was in college. I don't think he's even getting a snap in the NFL. I, I mean, he could. You never know, but I, I would have to agree. I, and this could he be on like Lamar freezing cold practically takes. the same age. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. This could be on freezing cold takes somewhere down the line, so yeah. you might have to edit this out if that's the case. I mean, if he comes back and proves us wrong, great for him. But I think... There are some very, very talented wide receivers in this draft, some very young wide receivers, and some guys that can really stretch the field. And that's what the Ravens have kind of been missing. It's also a very cornerback-heavy It is first round looking at all these mock drafts. You've got your, your quarterbacks that are going to go in the first you know, 10 picks. Yeah. But then this seems to be a very athletic 
bunch of cornerbacks and a lot yeah, of teams. And like, with the way the game is going, having someone who can really jam up in those first couple of yards right off the snap is what teams are looking for. And there is an excess of possession type receivers and, you know, quick first move guys. Getting the ball out quickly you know, is a priority in these offenses right now. Um, so there is a need for cornerback. We'll, we'll see what happens. If, if, I do if agree Deontay that wide ba- receiver if Deontay is, Banks is there at 22, the Baltimore kid. Yeah. Former Terp. It would be a really good feel-good story if they do take him at 22. And all eyes will be on that if he's available there. Do the Ravens go with Deontay Banks? Scouts say, like J- Daniel Jeremiah, draft analyst for NFL Network, says that Banks is ready to play right away. And the Ravens could plug him in right there. Marcus Peters, maybe you let him test the market, walk away. Best case scenario, you get Banks. Peters comes back on a very team-friendly deal because I don't think they're going to be able to pay him what he believes that he's worth right now. Or you go in the direction of, okay, you just got Odell Beckham Jr. You have Nelson Aguilar. You have Rashad Bateman healthy. He's running. The other day, John Harbaugh yep. said at the uh, team meetings, or the, the, you know, the league meetings, he was like, it's going to be three weeks until Bates back on the field running. Yeah, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Boom. Bateman posts something to Instagram. He's running. I'm not sure if it was a full sprint, but he's running. He's taking strides literally and figuratively to get back on the field. And he has potential, I'm telling you this, to be a number one in the league if he's healthy. Yeah. Last year, though, the problem was the depth. Duvernay and Bateman seems like a pretty good you know, combo. A solid possession guy and another one who can really stretch the field. Listen, I'm... Du- I'll, Duvernay I'll, isn't going to be. He's not going to light the world on fire. That's right? what I'm saying. But like, Duvernay's not going to turn. He's got to be that needle. slot receiver. He's got to be that third receiver as, that yeah. you can look to. That's going to be open on those quick. As routes. far as kick returns go, yeah, Duvernay's the guy. He's moving the needle there. But when you're talking about receiving wise, he really he's doesn't okay. do it for me. He's but just okay. He had to be the number two last year. He had to try be the to be the number one. two. <laughs> yeah, and then the number one. So for Duvernay. If you put him in a, in a reduced role receiving-wise, you have Odell, you have Bateman, you have Aguilar. Those are your top three right now. And then you kind of shift Duvernay in a little bit right there. I think he'll make the most of his targets. You know, the quarterback that's throwing him the ball, whether that's Lamar, whether it's Tyler Huntley, or whether that's someone else. Yeah, you um, just don't yeah, know I think, if the receivers are going to stay healthy. I think if they, go, if they go Zay Flowers, if he's there, if they go Jordan Addison, if he's there— if Jackson Smith and Jigba is there from Ohio State at 22, that would be a no-brainer to take him. Well, I, I mean, he's phenomenal. Looking he, at he's, his tape's really impressive. Looking at the McShay and Kuiper uh, mock drafts, both of them have taken uh, the Ravens taking corners. Yeah, uh, McShay right now has Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. Okay, you know, kind of small. You know, can probably get bulldozed <laughs> by a big guy, <laughs> but they describe him as being. Um, Longer than he is tall <laughs> and physical enough for the job. And then Mel Kuyper, one of his recent drafts, actually had um, Deontay Banks dropping uh, to Maryland. And other mock drafts have him going to, much to earlier Ravens, in the mean? teens. Yeah, sorry. Yes, oh, yeah. from Maryland I mean, to the Ravens. Team in Staying Maryland. in Maryland. Yeah. My, my turp brain is stuck in I know, Maryland. man. So, I think the I, I like the Banks pick a lot. I really do. So, receiver cornerback maybe they get crazy maybe they trade up for a quarterback maybe they take something else only time will tell but I think 
right now, if they plan on keeping Lamar Jackson, draft a corner or draft a receiver. And a receiver, that would show Lamar, okay, we got you another weapon. We got you young talent that may be here for more than two, three years, maybe maybe longer that you can throw to uh, with the addition of OBJ, with the addition of Rashad Bateman and Nelson Aguilar. So we'll see what they do. Uh, the NFL draft starts Thursday. I cannot believe it. Only a few more sleeps until that. Quarterback-wise, they did, or a Pro Bowl quarterback is returning to Baltimore per reports. It's not Lamar Jackson, though. It's Tyler Huntley. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network He's reporting that Huntley will sign his restricted tender on Monday. He's already worked out with his Ravens teammates, and he's going to be continuing to do so in Florida. And Huntley, he reposted a video to his Instagram story. He's working out in the sand. He's going back and forth. I I tweeted it out and, you know, gave credit to Nelson Aguilar's relative, I believe. I'm not (laughs) sure if it's it's a dad, cousin, brother, but they have the same last name. And uh, they took that video. Um, so Huntley was in the sand, which is which is tough to do, man. Like, have you ever tried like running in the sand? That's not easy. Do you go to the beach? Yes. Do I mean, I, I'm a Maryland kid. Going down to Ocean you eat, City. You eat bean dip, so I wasn't sure. If, uh... I eat bean dip. Do I go to the beach? <laughs> go to, going to Ocean City, throwing football around, getting into some uh, little two-hand touch when on the beach. All right, that's, we're, that's, we're, that's pretty much what you below, do every summer. We're below average athletes. Like, I would, I would go as far as saying we're below below average athletes, both you and I. Unless you're like some like really good basketball or football player. I mean, you I, say I'm you're sitting here go. holding a microphone. Yeah, if I was, exactly, if I was exactly. even average, we I have be no here. future. We knew at a young age, we didn't have a future. So we're well, just like, all I right, wouldn't go that far. I mean, <laughs> I would, I knew after I got cut from the uh, JV baseball team that, that I was done. I was Oof. like, you know what? I was kind of like, I made the freshman baseball team. I was kind of keeping stats. I was on the team, but I was definitely a bench warmer. Like I kept that bench warm. Like, went home and there were, I was picking out splinters, man. It was that bad. <laughs> weak arm, weak bat. It is what it is. We're not going to talk about it anymore. As you could tell, it, it's getting me worked up. But it's hard to throw a football in the sand. Let's not get off topic right now. It is. It's hard to do that. It's hard to run in the sand. Huntley's doing it. Yes. I mean, that's that's what he's doing. And someone, someone quoted, quoted, my, quoted the tweet and they said, what they say? It was so funny. He goes, anyone who has ever tried or trained in the sand knows how beneficial it is. He will feel like Peter Pan floating around in the pocket after coming out of that stuff. <laughs> Ken Francis. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like, and it's true, though. But it's cool to see guys, like, working together in the offseason. Guys that haven't even played a snap together. Nelson Aguilar and Tyler Huntley. And people joke. Someone else said, oh, it's good to see second teamers working out together. <laughs> you joke right now. But if Tyler Huntley is a starting quarterback come the start of the 2023 NFL season, you're going to be eating those words. I mean, he's putting in the work right now, and it's good to see. And I'm not saying that other guys aren't. It's some people work in silence. I'm a firm believer in that. You know, I I try to work in silence. I know you do too, but it's like we're we're also not professional athletes. Not only that, Huntley doesn't know if they're going to draft a quarterback in the later rounds. He has no clue. So he's he, he may have to he's be ready for, to work he, with these receivers. He's fighting so he's, for a roster spot. He's fighting fighting for a spot on the depth chart to be this team's backup and to potentially 
be the team starter going forward. Who knows what's going to happen? You man. just never. It would definitely be an odd situation to be a Pro Bowl quarter, quarterback that doesn't make his own team. <laughs> that was cool to see. And another thing yeah. I wanted to touch on before we go is Odell Beckham Jr. Right off the bat, man, he says he's going to hold a camp in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. That's like a really cool thing to do for the community to hold the camp, regardless of how much or how little it costs to do it. It is cool for a guy that has been here for less than a month to already say, I'm going to hold a camp. I'm going to give back to the community and I'm going to do all I can to make an impact here in Baltimore. He's not acting like someone who's here on a one-year deal. No. And looking to sign you know, to, to restart his career and sign a long-term deal somewhere else. That may happen, but it just shows where he is you know, in his mindset of what he does for the team he's on. It's not just going out, winning the games, hopefully getting another ring like he did with the Rams. That would be amazing. But he's a part of the community he's in. He's here for however long the Ravens choose to keep him. And he's not going to just come in, play a football game, and leave. Absolutely. No, I agree. And it's really cool to see. Like you said, it doesn't seem like the guy's on a one-year deal here, even though he is. I mean – but he is making like $15 million. $15 million. So like, yeah. It is nice to see him get back to the community a little bit, making $15 it's million. Dollars hold a football camp. Exactly, yeah, man. You know, you know it's, it's, I mean, it is good to see. <laughs> just, I'm just joking. But it, uh, it also shows what the Ravens mean to the community and understanding when he's coming to play for Baltimore, you're playing for the city. You are not just coming in, hitting the turf, and getting out and going home, wherever your house is, wherever your apartment is condo wherever he's living in the city county wherever he's coming in to be a part of the baltimore football franchise which i think is what resonates so well about this team with the fan base and why in such a relative short amount of time being here in baltimore that they have connected so well with the fans it's not like oh the colts left and we were just desperate to have a football team it's that when they did come in they weren't just a football team. They were a part of the community, and I think you see that reflected in how OBJ feels about being here. I tell you what, man, that number three Beckham Jr. Ravens jersey, it's going to be a hot commodity in any color, in, in white and purple and black. Like That thing is going to be selling. I'm pretty sure it already is, so it's pretty cool stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of The Flock on Fox 45 presented by Sports Unlimited. Like, download, subscribe. Rate the podcast. Let us know what you think. If you think we're jabronis, tell us we're jabronis. We won't take any offense. We'll just try to get better next week. I'll be offended. Uh, Jaffe will be offended. He's still hurt about the bean dip comments. So thank you again uh, for tuning into a brand new episode of The Flock on Fox 45 presented by Sports Unlimited. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Flock on Fox 45 podcast presented by Sports Unlimited. Stay up to date on the latest Ravens coverage. Check the Sports Unlimited tab on foxbaltimore.com.